Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry Phoenix But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a Lawyer Hello, and welcome to Sorted. Oh, we're that kind of podcast now. Hello, and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? We're going to sort things into Harry Potter houses. Mm. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Uh, when we're going to do it sexily today. Um, <laughs> Objection! <laughs> um, we're going to sort Ace Attorney, and I'm really excited about it because I freaking love Ace Attorney very, very much with all of my heart. The, one thing I really appreciate is you've introduced me to so many things. And, like, I've gotten yeah. really into them. Phoenix Wright is pretty much the only thing that, like, <laughs> like I've gotten you into and that you've then been into more than me. Like, I've got, you've gotten yeah. me into a lot of things that I've then been more into. And, like, we've yeah. both gotten each other into other things and been less into them than the original person. But this is, like, the only thing where I introduced you to it and then you just went hard on it. <laughs> I think, generally speaking, you tend to get more into things. Oh, I, I hyper-focus at the butt. Yeah, whereas I I don't do that as much, but when I do, it's all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have an Ace Attorney side blog. It is the only time in my life I've ever written fan fiction is for Ace Attorney. Um, I love Ace Attorney. It's fun. I I really did enjoy the original trilogy. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, I haven't played anything past that because I don't want to say goodbye to Maya and everyone, and I know they come back, but it's not the same. The only reason I played Apollo Justice was so that I could play Dual Destinies, so that I could play uh, Spirit of Justice, so that I could get Edgeworth back. I don't know nothing about them, but I know plenty about the original trilogy, because <laughs> the original trilogy is great and terrible and stupid. Alex, what the f- It's really good. Alex, what the objection is Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney? <laughs> what the objection? What the objection? Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney is a video game slash visual novel. Point and click um, adventure, kind of. Yeah, in which you play as Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Usually. Typically, typically. I love Phoenix. He's my idiot lawyer son, but it's so much fun to play as anyone other than him. <laughs> <laughs> it's great being Edgeworth. I love Edgeworth. It's great being Edgeworth and having to deal with the crap that Phoenix deals with. Because even though this is a courtroom drama game, also there's ghosts. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. That's what I was getting to. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a visual novel, video game type thing where you play as a lawyer and you're trying to defend your clients to prove them innocent. Uh, and also there are ghosts. So your your sidekick is a spirit medium. And she can channel spirits and most commonly uses this to channel your dead mentor. Her sister. Yeah. but And it comes up a a whole bunch of ways throughout the the games. In the second and third games, you have the ability to see people's psych locks, 
or psyche locks. I think they're psyche locks. Yeah, I, I, that makes more sense with like the psycho pun. I always just call them psyche, psych. It gets more and more absurd over time, and every case gets more and more absurd. And Which you would think would be hard to do, considering the final case in the first game involves cross-examining a parrot. It sure does. Somehow it gets weirder. The final case in the second game involves cross-examining a radio, and the radio sweats when, it, when it's under pressure. <laughs> it's so anime. I love it so much. Let's talk about some Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney characters and the Hogwarts houses to which they might belong. <laughs> I have an objection. Hey, you know who the main character of Phoenix Wright is? Yeah. I do. He's a lawyer, and he's an idiot, and I love him. Okay, but could you please explain who the main character of Phoenix Wright is for our for our listeners who may not have played Phoenix Wright? Because as we learned, not everyone has seen Shrek, and probably even fewer people have played Phoenix Wright. I'm so mad. I'm so proud. I'm pleased. One in 20 people. It was actually one in 19. Damn it, that's even worse. <laughs> one in 19 people haven't seen Shrek. Apparently that's a statistical fact because we have 19 people who voted on our poll <laughs> and that means that that's, that represents That's a pretty good like people. section of data, right? Yeah, 19 out of 7 billion people, yeah. Yeah, that's a good like cross section of of the population. That's like good enough to get a pretty good statistic out of like one in 19 people hasn't seen Shrek. So the main character of Phoenix Wright <laughs> is Phoenix Wright. <laughs> He's an ace attorney. He's an ace attorney. What does that mean? It means he's an attorney, but he doesn't experience sexual attraction. Good. Me too. Well, I'm not an attorney. <laughs> you refuse to tell me who the character was. You're just going to be like, he's my idiot lawyer's son. He is my idiot lawyer's That's son. That's fine. Phoenix Wright is, uh, at the beginning of the series, a brand new lawyer who uh, I think we start playing as him for his first case. Yep. Uh, he is fresh out of law school. He wears a bright blue suit. That's important character stuff. It's also important to note that he and every other character is improbably young because it's anime. Phoenix originally went to art school <laughs> um, and he he takes cases in which he he only takes cases in which he believes his client is genuinely innocent and he believes in his client with his entire being. Except for this one time he got blackmailed. Yes. But at that point, he did believe that On Guard was innocent. The psyche, the psyche locks. Yeah, it wasn't so much. He, it's not so much he believed him. It's that his magical MacGuffin didn't get clue him in. He also has a tendency to take on cases that are considered to be impossible to win. Yes. For various reasons. Sometimes it's because the system is corrupt. Sometimes it's because of the the absurdity of the evidence surrounding the case. Sometimes it's because he's the defendant. The judicial system in this in these games is also bonkers. It's guilty until proven innocent. You only have a maximum of three di days for any trial before someone is automatically declared guilty. So where would you sort Phoenix? Um, I'm actually... Okay, Phoenix is a lot of things. Phoenix is very brave. Phoenix uh, believes in people uh, and is very positive and hardworking. Phoenix is not a Ravenclaw. Yeah. He's smart. <laughs> he does stupid shit like run across a burning bridge and nearly falling to his death. He's really smart, but he's really dumb. Yeah, he... <laughs> I think it's it's not so much that he's smart, it's that he's passionate. Yeah, I mean, I mean... And that's that sort of translates into good court He's stuff. able to read 
a lot of of not a lot of nonsense into situations yeah. that, that no one else does. And like the whole point of his character is he's constantly using his head. Like all he does is think. Yeah. But it's not I'm not I'm not saying he is a Ravenclaw. I'm just saying like I don't yeah. think it's right to just completely rule it rule it out straight I away. I don't think it's quite right. I think all of his logic stuff is uh, stems from him believing wholeheartedly in his client and knowing that oh, if this evidence like says that my client did it, obviously there's something that I'm missing here and he just looks at it differently. Mm-hmm. Um which is, is, like, a smart thing to do, but I think it stems from his very, like... He's very determined, I guess. And so what I'm having trouble with is if he is Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Okay. Another important thing to note before we before we get we're done with Phoenix, though, is he has a lawyer's badge. Oh, yeah, that's an important... Well, it's important that he shows his lawyer's badge to everyone he meets. Otherwise, they might not know he's a lawyer. Yeah. Also, sometimes when he's thinking to himself, he'll just go... I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Relatable. Is um, it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Other important detail, though. He's, okay, blue suit, lawyer badge, pink tie, spiky hair. Yep, if you've got those things, no matter what else you look like, including if you're bright orange, you could look you like Phoenix, Phoenix right. right. Yeah. Um, that's all that's important. Yep. Your badge could be made out of cardboard. It doesn't matter. Yep. Um, so you think Phoenix is either F- Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. We haven't even considered Slytherin. Uh, he's cunning. I, he is? He's he's slippery. He will like grasp onto any straws to, like, try, to try and keep a case going. And he's uh, arguably ambitious. Yeah. Also... Though. Taking on like, but he's not—he's not ambitious in the same way that, say, like a lot of the other, like a lot of the prosecutors are. In that, like, I've yeah. got a perfect record and I'm gonna keep it that way. Yeah, but that's because they're the bad guys. Yeah, he doesn't really care if he wins or loses, aside from the fact that he wants to help the person that he's. Ambition defending. is evil. That's why Slytherins are all evil. No, <laughs> every Slytherin yeah. is evil. Lemons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, every villain is lemons. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> so, every, I was I was trying to figure out what was going on there. <laughs> every villain is lesbians. Every Slytherin is lemons. Every Slytherin is lesbians. <laughs> That's my house hot take <laughs> for this episode. But- which one? Sorry, which part? Is it that every Slytherin... Every Slytherin is lesbians! Okay, I wasn't sure if the house hot take was every Slytherin is lemons. <laughs> oh no, that's better. Why not both? Every sure, Slytherin yeah. is a lesbian lemon. <laughs> that's a hot take for you right there. Oh god. So anyway, Phoenix Wright also rushes headfirst into every situation he comes across without thinking, such as running across a burning bridge because his friend's on the other side of it. Yeah, that's very Gryffindor. Yeah, I don't think Hufflepuff. I, I see where you're I, coming from with, like, he will, will stand by people and everything. He's very dedicated and hardworking. Yeah. Um, but I do lean a little bit more Gryffindor. Things like, he's broken down so many doors. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to lean Gryffindor with a side of Slytherin, though. So okay. I think we'll, we can agree on Gryffindor. But with slightly different leanings. Part of it, I do think... Um, stems from he he's a character that the the player can sort of project themselves onto yeah in a lot of ways 
Um, so I think he could be read a little bit differently depending on like yeah. every person who plays him. I mean, like, so we're we're, say- we're we're saying Gryffindor and we're saying different side houses, neither of which are Ravenclaw, but he definitely has plenty of Ravenclaw Ravenclaw yeah, qualities. Yeah. So like he he's definitely like the most Gryffindor, but you could argue other houses depending on how you interpret it, like your playthrough of the game. Yes. Yeah. Phoenix is a Gryffindor. Yeah. Oh, like Dumbledore has a phoenix. Gryffindor. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, shoot. Phoenix isn't a Gryffindor. Phoenix is a legendary bird creature. Foxnix, right. Foxnix. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter AU, where Fox is a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and you, it's, it's a video game. You play as Fox. You're trying to get Hagrid off... <laughs> Uh, or no, you're defending. Um, it's magical creature court. You're defending Buckbeak yep. because you know that he's innocent, and you play as Fox. The and Phoenix. then, like, you go to that weird case where it's like, "What? I have to defend a human, and it's Harry Potter." <laughs> like the time Phoenix defended a whale yeah. because he didn't ask about his client before agreeing to the case. <laughs> That's how that went down. Yeah, he's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah. This is the loudest I have ever seen <laughs> my audio in in Audacity. I might have peaked there. That is an accomplishment for me. <laughs> ha- Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. <laughs> God damn, I want that crossover. <laughs> Write it. I might. And then, once you've written it, submit it to Fanatical Fix. <laughs> Tweet hey, at gonna... us. <laughs> Tweet at us uh, your favorite Harry Potter AU crack ideas, and we'll sort them. Let's move on. Can you tell me about Miss Maya Fey? Maya Fey is Phoenix's assistant slash friend slash sometimes vaguely considered love interest, probably not usually. Objection. <laughs> Definitely by Pearl. Definitely by Pearl. Definitely by probably a fair number of players. Maya is Phoenix's former mentor's sister, Mia. We'll talk more about Mia later. And he meets her while having to defend her for murder. And then after that, she just stays around and helps out. And sometimes she channels ghosts, usually her sister's. Spoiler alert, her sister dies. It's very sad. Yeah, it's like the first thing that happens in the game. Hey, if you're listening to this, go play Phoenix right first. Yeah, if you haven't played Phoenix Wright as Attorney, it's just been it's just been remastered. It's on Switch. Yeah, the remaster looks weird too because I'm so used to the it original version. It does look weird, uh, but it's very pretty. I think yeah. they fixed a lot of the translation errors. I think they like what? made it a lot more. But that's part of the charm. It sure is. And this ar- ar- archaic references to milkshake. <laughs> Do you know there's a line in the third game? Grossberg references the Harlem Shake. Yeah, before it was even like well, a thing. Because he was referencing the original dance, the Hate Harlem Shake from way back when. Yeah. But like, it was before the modern dance version. But because the games were always set like a little while ahead of time, it w- the moment actually lines up with when the Harlem Shake became a thing. That's incredible. Marvin Grossberg predicted the Harlem Shake. Marvin Grossberg is hip with the memes. Marvin Grossberg. It's gross, but... He is gross. But... 
It's in his name. But his hemorrhoids shake like the Harlem. Oh, God. His hemorrhoids are doing the Harlem I shake. I don't. I don't want to talk about Marvin Grosser's hemorrhoids, please. So which house do you think Marvin Grosser's hemorrhoids are in? <laughs> anyway, Maya is... Oh, I was going to give you an answer, but... <laughs> we'll talk about Marvin Grosser's hemorrhoids later. My- Maya is incredibly excitable. She's so eager once she's not on trial anymore. She is fun-loving, goofy, silly... She loves burgers in the translation. I don't know what it is she eats in the ramen. original Japanese. Ramen, sure. Ramen, burgers, jelly donuts. <laughs> she loves food. She's always hungry. Yep. And I love her. Yeah, she's so, e- she's so eager and just a delight and a treasure. She has a lot of, like, self-worth issues, actually. Um, in, like, later games. Yeah. Uh, she has, like, a lot of things where she is like, oh, I'm, like, useless. Like, if it weren't for me channeling my sister, I wouldn't be able to help or anything. I'm gonna uh, go under a waterfall she, now. Like, yeah. And so she works really hard to, like, try to improve her powers and her abilities and stuff. And she, uh, I think she gets over that. And because she, she really does, like, help Phoenix out so much. And then, like, in the future, we know she does, like, you know. She becomes the, the master, yeah. Master of the Korine Challenge technique. So what house do you think Maya's in? Hufflepuff? Yeah. I think she's not as difficult as some of the others. Probably not. Why Hufflepuff, apart from the fact that she loves food? <laughs> That's only part of it. Like I said, she she works very hard to mm-hmm. uh, like get better at her... Um, craft i yeah. guess i think eventually there, there is a while where she's she does kind of procrastinate and try to avoid it for a while because she's because she's nervous and because she's yeah yeah, yeah. uh but once she does start working on it she like throws her whole self into it and yeah. she works very hard and she's uh like very loyal and kind and uh she's just nice <laughs> yep <laughs> it's it's hard to explain but, like, she will, like, always stick by Phoenix's side. I'm inclined to agree. She's, like, there's, she's not even remotely Slytherin. She, do, she doesn't want... She doesn't care about being the, the master of the cor- no, technique no, at all. No, no, she's not she ambitious it, at all. She, she does it out of sense of duty, but, like, it's not her concern. Uh, intelligence, not so much. I could, There's an argument for Gryffindor, I think. There, There is, yes. She, she is often very, very brave. And boisterous and... Yeah. Yeah. But I I agree. Maya's a Hufflepuff. So, Alex, mm-hmm. tell me about Miles Edgeworth. First of all. Now it's time to get sexy. Hell yeah. Miles. Mm, Miles. <laughs> I'm going to try not to gush too much, because Miles Edgeworth is my absolute favorite character in the entirety of Ace Attorney. He might be the only man aside from you that I will ever love. <laughs> <laughs> I adore him very, very much. He is the prosecutor. He was Phoenix's childhood best friend. He has a reputation father, for forging evidence. His, uh, he was, is known as the demon prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's kind of a stuck-up jerk, at least at first. When you first meet him, he's an asshole. Uh, he, yeah, has a reputation for forging evidence and updating autopsies unnecessarily. And <laughs> he's never lost a case. And he knows everything, and he's the worst. Ob- objection, <laughs> objection, objection. Mm-hmm. This is when we first meet him. Sure. He's never lost a case until he immediately loses every case going forward. 
Yes. Also, we know he hasn't... There was a case that he... Like, they use some really careful word lawyering uh-huh. to get around stuff, where they say that he'd never lost a case, Mia lost her first case, or, or Mia didn't win her first case, but you're the player, so you don't want to lose... You can't lose. So, like, the client just commit suicide on the witness stand right before he would have been called guilty and Edgeworth would have lost the case. And it's very traumatic for everyone. I mean, like, I feel like he should have still been posthumously been given the innocent verdict and Dahlia should have been arrested. You don't just throw out the case just because the guy died. You don't ignore the fact that she's just proven Dahlia's guilty. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) He's introduced as, like, this total asshole. Yeah. He's he's the worst. But uh he once he starts losing cases, he starts to sort of rethink things. Um he ends up being accused of murder himself and Phoenix defends him, and that's sort of the point where you get this like change where he starts uh advocating for the truth rather than just for um a guilty verdict. And he like helps you more than he fights against you. To be clear, by the way. Phoenix only became a lawyer because he wanted to try and reconnect with Edgeworth. It's because they're in love. At school, Miles had defended Phoenix in a classroom trial because Phoenix was accused of stealing Miles's lunch money. Yeah. But Edgeworth defended him because as a child, he wanted to be a defense attorney like his dad until his dad was murdered. Uh, Manfred Red Karma kind of corrupted him and turned him into the jerk that he is. Important details about Edgeworth. Maroon cravat bangs but to be clear not a maroon cravat no a cravat and also he dresses in maroon is it is it maroon it's it has maroon purple red it varies a little bit game to game i feel like it's a little bit more leaning towards purple slightly Mm. well maroon is a purpley red i think it leans more red than purple (laughs) these are the important details we need to discuss about miles edgeworth yes yes yeah, also important detail of Miles Edgeworth. He's sexy. Is that an important detail? Yes. Everyone does think he's attractive. Like, most of the characters are like, who's that handsome man? Wendy Oldbag. Oldbag's in love with him. Ask me what house I think he is. Yeah, what house do you think uh, my boy's in? I mean, it's kind of boring to say, like, the main rival slash the original, like, kind of the villain at first is Slytherin, but he's Slytherin. I don't necessarily agree no i think i think he probably starts out slytherin he's very ambitious he has a lot he's of goals super he ambitious really... he works so hard and he continues working hard even when he tries to be nice and like he does work very hard <laughs> um no i think he's ravenclaw i'll come back to that in a moment but even when he's now like trying to do the right thing and not just get the guilty verdict every time he then becomes absolute dedicated to getting the correct verdict every time and to doing the best he can for the justice system when he goes on to become chief prosecutor and tries to work with phoenix to fix the public's faith in the justice system and just to fix the corrupted justice system itself yeah that is that is ambitious you're right and yeah he like his motives do change but he he, does stay he is sly and cunning and sneaky like initially he does it just to try and trick out phoenix where he like presents evidence updated evidence in the middle of court or whatever but he does that i guess so yeah yeah i don't think that that's yeah i don't know make your case for ravenclaw 
Well, now I'm thinking about, like, Slytherin does fit really well. Uh, my case for Ravenclaw would be that uh, once he stops caring about his perfect record, he just cares about the truth. Um, and I guess I wasn't thinking about that in, like, an ambitious sense. Yeah. But more of, like, like finding, uh, like... The what, objective truth, yeah. Yeah, like, what really happened, finding out the truth, and that, that seems very Ravenclaw to me. Yeah. And he's definitely, like, probably one of the smartest characters. Yeah, I think, though, that it's all about the motivation for finding out the truth. It's like, Phoenix wants to find the truth to help someone. What did we say? Is, what did, where did we sort of Phoenix? Maybe he's Hufflepuff. Gryffindor. But, yeah, Phoenix wants to find the truth to help people. To do the right thing. Yeah. A Ravenclaw wants to find the truth for the sake of finding the truth. Edgeworth wants to find the truth to, to just to get everything perfect. Like, he still wants to be perfect. I think, no, perfect. I think that's how he starts off, but I don't think that that's where he ends up. I'm not saying he necessarily wants to be perfect himself, but he wants to make the situation perfect. Yeah, that's a little bit of Von Karma influence, but I sure. think he grows out of that a lot. But again, I don't I don't think he does grow out of I think he grows out of wanting to be perfect himself, and he wants to make the situation perfect by perfectly proving right or wrong. I'm thinking about the spin-off games. I I realize now is what's happening. Okay. Well, we're not talking about the spin-off games. Yeah, okay. Right. Sorry. I don't know nothing. I ain't playing no game that doesn't have Phoenix or Maya in it. Okay? So because I played the spin-off games, that version of Edgeworth just gets sort of blended in with Edgeworth as a whole for me. Okay. It's hard to disconnect that, but I I do I do buy your reasoning. I still think going forward, he tries to make situations perfect. When he shows up again, in the final case of the first game, when the, the one that was originally not in the game, but they had it back later. Yes. And like, now you're friends with Edgeworth, and you know he's not trying to be the ultimate douche nozzle about everything. Yeah. At that point, he will like present evidence, even though it supports what you're saying, or it works against himself. Because again, he's not trying to be perfect himself, he's just trying to make the situation. Yeah, he's trying to make a perfect case. Yeah. yeah. I'm rock solid on... Edgeworth is Slytherin. I buy that, yeah. And this means we got a Slytherin good guy, kind of. Yeah. So take it. I'll take it. Slytherin! Slytherin! I love him so much. Uh, you can slither next? into my no. court chamber anytime, Edgeworth. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Objection. And Edgeworth gets to be Slytherin. I don't think our next character is Slytherin, though, Alex. Our next character is Mia Fey. Mia Fey! Mia Fey is Phoenix's mentor? That's yeah. the word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's Phoenix's mentor. Slash boss. Yeah. She is Maya's older sister, so she's she's also a Fey. And she is a lawyer. I don't know how to describe. She's very yes. helpful. Yes, she is a lawyer. Yes, you are correct. She's, she's real I'm smart. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> she's real smart. Uh, she helps out a lot. She teaches Phoenix to look at things from different angles. Yeah, she and... she uh, she absolutely guides him through the first case, and part of that is you know it's tutorial mode where like Phoenix yeah. is like, "What's a court record?" and she's like, I, "I I can't believe I hired you. You are the dumbest person I have ever <laughs> met. We are in the courtroom. Why did you not ask me this outside before we walked in here? For fuck's sake!" Yeah. Um, she's, she's great. But also, <laughs> having said that, she definitely flirts with him at the end of that first case. Oh, absolutely. She Maybe we can to get dinner. together for dinner? Yeah. Oh my. This is just, this is a sexy episode. Ace Attorney is a sexy game. 
Objection. Yeah, fair. So anyway, after the game makes you fall in love with Mia and hints at the idea of a romance between Phoenix and Mia, then they immediately kill her. Yeah, so most of the series she is a ghost. Yeah, so... But she's a hot ghost. So when they were making the first game, um, the first case was originally the one where Maya is the witness and Mia has died, but they decided that they wanted to make you care more about the fact that Mia had died, so they put in the previous case... For you to get to meet Mia. Makes sense, yeah. And also Larry. Yeah, and it it worked as well. And like it seems weird to imagine the game without that case now. Yeah, how would you do the tutorial? You'd be so lost. I think you would just get thrown into it. I'm torn between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. I am one hundred percent here on Ravenclaw. Yeah. Now she is all about finding the truth, which we get a lot more of in the third game when we get the flashbacks to when she's still alive, and she's trying to find out about Dahlia and solve all that nonsense. And yeah. there, she is just doing it, I think, because she wants to... She is fi- trying to find the truth for the sake of finding the truth. And a little bit for justice, you know, and to take Dahlia down, but... Yeah, no, I I think Ravenclaw would be my, my gut instinct. Yeah, she shows up to help out and to help think through problems in the worst situations. She is yeah. the source of knowledge and wisdom in the games. Yeah, whenever you're stuck, she sort of appears and has information that you need. Yeah. I don't think there's much more to say, really. Mia Fey is a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Fun fact, we did the same thing we did with Avengers. We've gone through the first four and we've got one of each house. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the good stuff. That is good. Now let's see who's going to break the pattern with Detective Dick Gumshoe. I love Dick Gumshoe. Gumshoe is amazing. Both of his names mean detective. (laughs) He's the detective detective. Detective detective detective. (laughs) Moon Moon And yet, he's an idiot Like Moon Moon Yeah Detective 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 Dick Gumshoe is a lovable oaf of a man Yeah, he's he's kind of a bumbling idiot He's He's kind of Hagrid Yeah Right down to the coat Yeah, he's got a big beat up coat He's always got like a bandage He's like 30 he is one of the oldest characters. Yeah, he's like 30, but he's presented like he's border he's mid-40s. Yeah. He 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 gets he he goofs up a lot and then But he tries really hard and he works really hard. And he... Edge Edgeworth keeps on threatening to dock his pay and he gets really sad because he has no money. It's terrifying how broke he is. It's he's very a detective. Sad. Detectives get paid well. But he's so- he's always broke. Not Dick Gumshoe. He messes up too much. I think they just didn't really think about what a detective is. I think they just <laughs> didn't want to put him in uniform. He's specifically the homicide detective also. He also absolutely admires and looks up to Edgeworth, despite the fact that Edgeworth generally treats him like a, a jerk. Until like the last until like their side he's a psychic in the third K final game and also the spin-off yeah. games. But yeah, in the spin-off game, oh god, I almost cried. Like, the final bit in, like, the second game, um, when it, like, goes through all the characters and you have, Gumshoe like, little proposed. bits with all of them. No, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> at the end of the game, he talks about, like, we're gonna have to get you a raise. And hey. my heart. <laughs> so Gumshoe... Because Gumshoe's such a good boy, he deserves it. Gumshoe works very hard to find the truth to help everyone. He does work very hard. He puts um, he puts others before himself. He gets fired at one point, 
And then he's just like, well, I, I guess I'm just going to help you now. You're the boss, Phoenix. Yeah. I'm going to come with you. And also, he puts his job on the line to help out Phoenix when the time comes, oh, because yeah. not so much Phoenix as Maya, like, because he gets to know them, and like he generally acts mm-hmm. really annoyed to see Phoenix, at least in the first game, but then like when Maya gets kidnapped, he's just like, oh. He like drops everything to help them. I am here for you. I, I'm here. I am here for you. I'm here for you. Yeah, and he like goes out of his way. He like fiddles with some like electronic stuff. He works really hard and he's a really good boy and he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, Hufflepuff with a dash of Ravenclaw because he wants to find the he's he wants to brain he wants to think. I would say a dash of Gryffindor. I mean that too. He values intelligence though. Okay, that's valid. He does value intelligence. Yeah, he very much looks up to Edgeworth, for example. Yep. Um, Neville wasn't yeah. brave at first. That's true. Okay, his, valid. His Gryffindor friends taught him bravery. Valid. Yeah. Also, you know who else wasn't smart? It was Gilderoy Lockhart. Valid, also valid. Also not a Slytherin is Pearl Faye. Alex, tell us about Pearly. Pearl is tiny. She's eight. <laughs> She's eight. She can't spell very well. She's eight, but sometimes has gigantic boobs. Only when she's channeling Mia's spirit. Because, because Mia's, Japan. Mia's uh, signature characteristic is her boobs. Yep. Whenever Pearl channels Mia, because, because Pearl's clothes are so much smaller her like her kimono or whatever it is bursts open at least a lot and would massively expose the boobs but the game at least has the restraint to have Mia fold her arms across her boobs so they can't be seen yeah which is less of a thing when Maya take channels her I mean they're less exposed but she also covers them less yeah um anyway now that we're done talking about the boobs we can move on with our lives <laughs> We had to get that out of the way. This is the sexy episode, and we talked a lot about sexy dudes. We hadn't talked about boobs yet. It's only fair. Phoenix Wright is a sexy game. Yeah. So we've got Pearl in the main character section, but she's not actually in a huge number of cases. So in the second game, she's only got two major appearances and then one cameo. In the, but she's the... like in the third game pretty consistently. You say that, but so, okay. She's in the, the case with the urn. Yeah. And then she's in the last case. But the last case is so big. Sure. But she's only in two out of the five cases, and granted, two of the two, two of the five cases are flashbacks. But even so, what's she's the only... middle case in that one? Uh, the cafe. Right, she's not. In the she, cafe she's one. just she's just not in that one. I forgot. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. They only they only actually bring her into it when it's relevant to do so. That's fair. And the Can't circus really. one. Oh, she wasn't actually in that one. She, she wasn't was in that one. At she, the beginning. They, they took her to the circus, but then she was not in it. In the last case. She's in it because... God damn it, I wanted to get through this whole episode without talking about the circus case. We're not talking about it anymore. Let's pretend it didn't happen. Like we all do. Always. Yeah. What's a circus? <laughs> I've never heard of a circus. I don't know. Pearl Faye's never heard of a circus. No. Pearl Faye is uh, the... She's like kind of like a prodigy? A spirit medium prodigy? She's the wise child. She's the... She, yeah, she. she's the smartest one. She's the smartest one. She's she is probably the smartest character. She's very intuitive. In some of the cases she's in, in particular, I'm thinking of the 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 urn case when the urn is believed to be mm-hmm. stolen. Yeah, there are, there are parts of that case. You have to go through her to get the information. That's like there are parts of that case when she's not with you, and like you go and like investigate certain areas, and you and Maya can't, Phoenix and Maya can't figure it out. And then later on, you go back there when Pearl's with you, and Phoenix and Maya have the same dialogue, but then Pearl's like, hey, I spotted the really obvious major clue. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's she... smarter than both of them. And she's eight. She's the one who gives Phoenix the Magatama and gives Phoenix the ability to see people's souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's brilliant, despite having like lived in a tiny village her whole life, not having really interacted with arguably the modern world, I guess. Yeah, that says she doesn't know what a computer is, and there's the whole like reclusive person's like take on what is a technology? I don't understand. As a result, though, she questions things in a very different way from other characters, which I think is why she is able to uh, pick up things that Phoenix and Maya can't, you know? Maybe. I think that's I th- part of it. I think part of it is Phoenix and Maya are really stupid. That is true. They are idiots. Um, and Pearl is is very, very smart. Yeah. And, like, really intuitive. No, Pearl, yeah, Pearl is 100% Ravenclaw. She's great. I mean, I think we, I think like as we go through, we're probably going to end up with slightly more Ravenclaws than many things because the whole point of the series is it's you know, it's a questioning series, it's an investigation. Yeah, it's a mystery solving game. Yeah, and a lot of the characters are yeah. But you know who makes the final verdict on solving the mystery? The judge. It's our final main character, the most important one of all. <laughs> the character who I think besides Phoenix has shown up in the most cases. That would make sense. Just because like Maya isn't around for some of the cases randomly and then, you know, she misses some games and like every character apart from Phoenix goes on to miss games except for Phoenix and the judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz the judge is just immortal. And the judge is in the later games too. Yeah. And he's just immortal. <laughs> Yeah. He never ages. Every every other character ages, but he just doesn't age. No, he doesn't. He doesn't need to. He is the embodiment of justice. The judge is an idiot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he's so easily swayed. So easily swayed, but also has a reputation for never giving the wrong verdict. No, he's very fair and just. And You say fair. He will do whatever the pro- prosecutor says. No matter what, he will let the prosecutor get away with everything, including committing GBH in the courtroom. <laughs> I mean, in regards to his his rulings. Francisco von Karma whips both the, the people on the stand and Phoenix. When we get to Francisca, are we going to have an argument? <laughs> no, because she's in the lightning round. We're not allowed to have an argument. I love her. Whatever. But the point is, she commits actual crimes in the courtroom, and the judge is like, yeah, but... I'm going to let her make up whatever rules she likes for the case. So now you've got to solve this case with only one question, blindfolded. But consider. While high. You've got to get high first, Phoenix. What? I'm saying, like, he would let the prosecutor make up any rules he feel they feel like. You're only allowed one question, and you've got to do it while high on marijuana and a tightrope. <laughs> no. Got to throws his fudging coffee in Phoenix's face. He does. Phoenix has severe burn injuries. Yeah. And not even from running through a burning bridge. The judge does kind of let a lot of stuff slide. Not gonna lie. What was your argument here? What were you arguing against? Everything. The game. Fuck this game. (laughs) I think I listed off some uh, generic Hufflepuff traits and you were like, meh. I don't know. I'm leaning Ravenclaw because he is all about finding the truth. You just said that he's an idiot. Yeah, but also he always gets the correct verdict, apart from when he doesn't. Which is the house of justice, patience, 
Oh, damn, um, you're right. Justice. Fairness. No, you're right, Justice. I forgot Justice. He's a great, he's a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. Justice. You might belong in Hufflepuff where they are just. Yeah, okay. He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Huffle Judge. Huffle Judge. Judge will puff. <laughs> he doesn't have a first name. He doesn't have a name! He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have a name. His He's name just is just Judge. He gives Phoenix a business card at one point. But Phoenix just can't read his name on it because he says, like, the handwriting's too bad, which is their way of getting around that. Gant gives everyone nicknames based on their name, and, like, he and the judge are old friends who, like, have known each other for a very long time, and he calls the judge Udgy because the judge's name is Judge. Good one, Udgy. Good one, (laughs) Righto. I'm just a big orange power man. It's time for the lightning bolt round. <laughs> and the lightning's going to strike the bridge, bridge to turnabout. That case has both a thunderstorm that burns down a bridge, a burning bridge, and an earthquake on a mountain. Yeah. Okay. That that case is a mess. It's also snowing. Also 12 ghosts. Most of them fae. All of them fae. Everyone's a fae. Everyone in that case is a fae. Are you ready for the lightning bolt round? Let's do it. All right, lightning bolt round. Larry Butts. Ah, okay, I was going to like instinctively go with Hufflepuff, but also he gives up on everything he's ever done. He's an I- he is an idiot. Uh, but he-, he throws himself into everything. Gryffindor. Sure. Gryffindor. Yeah. When something smells, it's probably the Butts. Francisca von Karma. Francisca von Karma. She's so pretty. <laughs> Objection. Uh, Francisca von Karma is probably also Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, Manfred von Karma. Even more Slytherin. The most Slytherin. Arguably the most Slytherin. Probably the most Slytherin. Gotto. A.K.A. What's his real name? Uh, Diego Armando. Diego Armando. Mr. Coffee. Mr. Coffee. Coffee boy. I gotta hate him. Um, yeah, he's really just bad. He just sucks. I think I think he's a Ravenclaw in that he thinks he's very smart. Hmm. He's not, but he thinks he's hot shit and okay. he's real smart. Uh, Winston Payne. <laughs> Slytherin? Okay. I don't know. Sure. It just sucks. He does just He suck. wants to be the best. The very best, like no one ever was. But he never will be. He, he, he's caught less than Ash is caught. <laughs> yeah. Wendy Oldbag! <laughs> Everyone's favorite character, Wendy Oldbag. I think she's also a Slytherin. Okay, sure. She doesn't care about anyone but herself and, uh... And cute boys! Yeah, and whoever she's in love with that week. Cute boys! Edgy poo. Edgy poo. Oh, God. Right, okay, uh, how about Will Powers? He is a big cowardly lion. He's a Hufflepuff. 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 100%. It's a lot of heart, y'all. <laughs> Gryffindor? Dang it. <laughs> Dang, Dang it, Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about Maggie Bird? Uh, Hufflepuff. Yeah. The hard work inside of Hufflepuff. The determined yeah. go-getter cut side She's of so heart. determined. Hufflepuff. She's great. Adrian Andrews is on the list, I guess. You put her. I know I had to because she appears in multiple games. That's yeah. the thing. She like she's the only character I wouldn't have put on this list who is in multiple games. So I had to. Yeah, 
No, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, Ravenclaw. Yeah. How about Shelley the Killer? <sighs> I don't want to say Slytherin, but I think I should. Really? You disagree? Mm. He's all about uh, upholding the... Code? Like, yeah, his, like, code of conduct that... I was trying to think yeah. of the word for it. It's like, code of conduct that he has with his with his client. He is very much about, like, sticking by those rules. Yeah. I, I'm inclined to say Hufflepuff. Mm. In a weird way. We, I feel like we probably don't know enough about him. Because he's so mysterious. Yeah, he's... that's why I thought it was kind of weird that you put it on the list. Well, but... again, multiple games, and he's cool. He's really cool. He is cool. He's in the Edward spinoff games yeah. as well. He's very cunning. He will work to get. He is cunning. Get it done, but also hardworking. Yeah, but I think the cunning is what shows through more. I think the cunning. I'm going with. I'm going with Slytherin. Lightning round. Okay, Slytherin. fair enough. My evening Burdock. <laughs> you do that again. My evening Grossberg. Marvin Grossberg is probably a uh, Ravenclaw. Sure, I guess. And his hemorrhoids. Those I'm gonna throw to you. Uh, why would you throw hemorrhoids <laughs> at me? That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, because you did that super gross voice at me, so now you have to sort Marvin Grossberg's hemorrhoids. Slytherin. Okay. Because <laughs> they're gross. I don't know. Fuck Slytherin. <laughs> Love you. Kidding. <laughs> I have Slytherin friends. Dahlia Hawthorne. Slytherin. No question. No question. She's the... Forget Manfred. She's, she's the most she's manipulative. She's the most Slytherin. She's the most Slytherin. Forget Manfred. God. She is... What a villain, though. Yeah. Like, Gatto's just she's, annoying. She makes very... She's a phenomenal villain. Gatto's not even really a villain. No, he's, he's just a douche. He's just annoying. <laughs> he's just a coffee um, douche. He is. How about Iris? Iris, Dahlia's twin sister, who's actually nice and actually in love with Phoenix. And I know you shit him with Edgeworth, but I think they're cute. Um, she's Hufflepuff. Emma Sky, Phoenix's temporary assistant in the bonus case that is the last game because they wrote Maya out of the story temporarily, who then later comes back post trilogy. Emma Sky is a Ravenclaw. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. She's about the the science. Yeah, she does things scientifically. She's the most Ravenclaw. She's the most Ravenclaw. How about Morgan Fay? Slytherin. Yeah. Misty Fay. Hufflepuff. No. No. She kind of abandons her family. <laughs> to protect them from her reputation. Not even from actual mm. anything. I don't know. No. Ravenclaw. Yeah, I'd say Ravenclaw. Canadian judge. <laughs> so, there's a second judge who shows up in the last game. We're just introduced to the Canadian judge. Who only shows up briefly, really. And he's he's definitely Canadian. But also, he's the regular judge's brother. And that's not explained. And he's he's the worst. He sucks. Yeah. And he like, almost deliberately tries to avoid thinking. And I think he's just there for the sake of being there. So I'm going to say uh, Slytherin. Okay. I, well, I wanted to finish, just as we finished the main characters with Judge, with Judge. But no, you got you got to be a goof. I just wanted to tack on at the very, very end. Go ahead. Because I love Trucy Wright with all of my heart. Trucy Wright is a Ravenclaw. And also Apollo is a Gryffindor. Would you like to sort missile? He's a Hufflepuff. He's a dog. He's a good dog. Dogs are Hufflepuff by nature. Yeah. You've got to do something serious to a dog to, to make him not Hufflepuff. Also, he's he's a hardworking <laughs> boy. He works hard. He's a working he's dog. He's a good boy. I think some dogs might be Gryffindor, but you are right. Missile's a Hufflepuff. And that's Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Justice for All Trials and Tribulations, sorted. 
Yeah. Oh my. This was a long one. I guess I should throw in a real house hot take. You got another one? No, but I'll come up with one. Okay. Slytherins don't cheat at board games. Uh huh. Like ever. Go tell me more. Because it's like if they're gonna if they're gonna win a board game, they're gonna win a board game. Okay. Cool. You know. Sure. It's not really a win unless they they actually win. And they're uh, ambitious enough to not have to cheat. Cool. That's my house hot take. House hot take. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sorted. If you disagree with any of our sortings or have characters that we missed that you would like us to sort, tweet at us at SortedPod. Tweet at us! <laughs> we can't just steal that bit. <laughs> but I want to because it's good. <laughs> also, uh, after the last episode, we asked people like tweeted us pictures of their pets and stuff and someone actually did and it made me so happy. Yeah, they did. It was great and we sorted their two cats and their dog was delightful thank you so much yeah so thank you thank you for tweeting at us it made us very happy thanks as always for the use of our theme song the house of awesome theme song by matt majakimo of the Wamping willows and thanks to the pocket podcast network for hosting us uh you can find out more about the pocket podcast network and all of the other awesome shows by going to their website at uh pocketpodcastnetwork.com while you're there, you could also potentially purchase a pocket note. Ooh. What's a pocket note? It's a thing that I keep forgetting to talk about. <laughs> but basically, you can send us a little note, uh, and we will read it for you on the show. And Provided it's appropriate. Yeah, I, yeah. There are some things we won't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we will say, butt munch. <laughs> End of list. Um... <laughs> That's it. Those, that's the only thing we'll say. Yeah. Pay us to say butt munch. Uh-huh. Oh, shoot. You gave it away. Now we they don't have to because we've already said it. Oh, well, I haven't. dang it. If you want me to say it, you'll have to buy a pocket note. You can follow us on Twitter at SortedPod. And you can find us each individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu. P-T-C-H-E-W. And finally, tweet at us your celebrity crush and we will sort them. We'll sort them into their sexy, sexy house better or worse I'm starting a new house and it's called awesome starting a new house it's called awesome starting a new house and it's called awesome pocket podcast network quality programming right to your pocket